Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, Geek Vibes Nation, to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. Uh, we are pretty early today. Uh, it is WrestleMania season, so we need to get this show over with so we can get into WrestleMania mode. Um, I am your host, Juwan. I am joined by my amazing co-host. Um, I'll go down the line. Nick, what's going on, Nick? What's up, dude? How you doing? Pretty good. Ready to talk some news. Joel, what's going on? I am super cool, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> Kanan, what's going on? All right, Kanan's not talking because he's not on yet. Uh, Dane, what's going on? <laughs> uh, not as super cool as Joel, apparently, and uh, not as excited about WrestleMania as Nick. That's what that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to start without Kanan. Let's get right into things. Um, let's start off with some Wonder Woman news. Joining uh, Kristen Wiig, we have Pedro Pascal, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, okay, then I'll kick it right to you first, then, Joel. Tell me how to pronounce no, it. No, uh, no, you're, you're, no, you're right. Oh, okay. Pascal is right. <laughs> you, talk so, you talk so low, I can't tell if you're giving me crap or if you're agreeing. So I just <laughs> automatically take it with respect. Um, all right, so... Uh, all right, so we have Pedro joining this. Uh, seems like pretty cool cast so far. We know Chris Pine's coming back. Uh, we know Gail, of course, is coming back. Uh, so, Dan, I'll start with you. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on um, Pedro joining the cast and who he might possibly be playing? Well, you know, uh, good talent is a, a good thing to acquire, and I was a big fan of Pedro. Obviously, on Game of Thrones, I know he's had much success besides that, but him as the Viper and yeah. the, energy, the energy that he brought to that character uh, made me want to see him actually as Doctor Strange at one point. Um, but he's a part of this. As far as what character, I would hate to put like down a huge character from the comics or even like a smaller one because I feel like he's going to be like maybe a part of the story, some someone uh, smaller within the uh, DCU. I don't hope that, but. That's that's that, that's where my mind's thinking. Just like a uh, a side character is very important, involved in the story, but not necessarily a superhero or something like that. Who knows? Um, I was kind of saying Zeus, even though I kind of forgot that he got annihilated by uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Hades uh, in the first movie. But Ares. you know, it's Zeus, and they can or whatever tomato tamale. Um, yeah, Ares <laughs> actually is the correct uh, god, god of war. Uh, but. He can come Got back. To. You know, they're shapeshifters and stuff, so uh, who knows? Maybe Vandal Savage. I have no clue. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a wide possibility. I, I, when it comes to DC, I don't like to assume or get excited about who someone could potentially play because we haven't really had, like, one of those huge, huge, huge castings yet. So I'm reserving for whenever we get one of those, and then I can, like, really leap out and say, well, maybe he can play this cool character or that cool character. I just haven't seen a casting yet from DC that's, like, one of those, like, whoa, I never would have thought, like, I I remember when Kurt Russell was, like, agreed to play, um, 
whatchamacallit and Guardians, uh, Ego the yeah. Living Planet. I was just like, there's no way Kurt Russell's going to actually be Ego the Living Planet. Like, Kurt Russell's not going to do a Marvel movie, and I was proven wrong. So, uh, and so I see, like, a casting like that from DC. It, literally anyone that's casted could be a minor character to someone that could be game-changing for them. So who knows? Um, but, Joel, uh, what are your thoughts on Pedro? Uh, I'm going to probably stick with who knows as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, I saw somebody throw out Vandal Savage out there. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the character. If uh, It'd be cool. It'd be interesting to use. He's not being currently used on, uh, on TV, so why not just use him in the movies? Uh, it would work out, especially for Wonder Woman, considering he's immortal. So that would be pretty cool. If not, I've also heard that he might be playing a warlord of some sort. Um, not any major character in particular, but just some type of warlord that get that's involved in the storyline in some capacity. So I don't know for sure who he's playing and what capacity. I just know they've got a really talented guy to play whoever the hell they got him playing as. So bravo yeah. to Wonder Woman 2 for casting him. I think my biggest uh, concern with the casting of, of Pedro is uh, the last Wonder Woman movie, we not only, like, I don't want Cheetah to be what Dr. Poison was, to where we thought early on Dr. Poison would have a way bigger role than she had in the movie. Um, and then, you know, as we got closer and closer to them actually shooting and everything, it came out that Ares was going to be in it. So then it was kind of like, all right, well, she can't have that big of a of a role because Ares is there. So I kind of feel like if you go the Vandal Savage route, it's kind of like, well, I kind of feel like Vandal Savage would be able or would want to face Wonder Woman himself. He wouldn't really need Cheetah. So I'm just hoping we get an expanded role from Cheetah and whoever Pedro is is kind of either like something right. that's foreshadowing what's to come or what we can expect from Wonder Woman 3 or another right. Justice League film. If he is Van uh-huh. Savage, I just don't want him right. to do what Ares did because I really enjoyed Dr. Poison's character in the comics. And when they said they were going to use her, I was like, that'd be really cool. Let's see what that looks like. And then I didn't really get much. So that's the only oh, I wouldn't compare. I have. I wouldn't Go compare Dr. Poison to Cheetah, though. Especially if we're going to compare oh, villains. No. Dr. Poison is very minor so <laughs> compared to the Cheetah oh, character. No, 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 no. no. Not, not comparing. I'm just saying if, you get, if he is, like, let's say he is Vandal Savage. I would mm-hmm. kind of want to see Vandal Savage more than Cheetah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, That's uh, weird. I don't know. They could they could make it work. I don't know. Patty Jenkins is great, though. Uh, but Nick, but what I've are heard your thoughts also, on... Hold, hold ahead, on, on before you move on to Nick. Go I've on. also heard mm-hmm. uh, a possibility of him maybe playing the male Cheetah. And there might be, maybe there's two Cheetahs in this damn movie for all we know. So who knows? Oh, uh, no. No, 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 thank <laughs> you. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because then, then that's even worse. That goes even, even more to my point. Then you'd really make uh, that cheetah, the female version, kind of – well, no, I guess in, if you're saying that maybe he dies early on and she carries right. on the legend of, of cheetah, I, I I guess. But then it's a waste of Pedro. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. A it's a catch-22. It's a catch-22. Who knows? Uh, but, Nick, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, if Dane and Joel don't really have any clear idea of who he should play, I certainly fucking don't. Um, so that's, that would be my first thought. Um, but I am excited for, for him to be in this movie. Like, um, I agree with Dane. Like, 
him playing uh, the Viper was the Viper, just yeah. amazing. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a reason why season four of Game of Thrones is my favorite season of Game of Thrones, and one of the big reasons is Pedro Pascal, because um, that dude is just awesome. He's so good. He's really good on Narcos as well. Um, yes, he which is. I I don't I don't watch like religiously, but I I have watched the first season. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, good, man. Really yeah, and, and it's really it's quality. Like it's really really mm-hmm. good from you know from what I've watched, um, and yeah. he's he's good on it. So like right. yeah, that's a that's a really good talent, and I'm I'm excited. Like I I get more excited for like these type of castings than I do like you know uh, for like the big the bigger names because like somebody like this is just it's not a it's not a big name. Like I I guarantee you like probably only like 20% of people like would be like be able to put a face with that name um but then mm-hmm. when you're like you know the viper from game of thrones then you're up and it's like 50% and you're like yeah dude that guy is awesome so like he's just a really good actor and so I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he gets and I'm with you all I hope he gets a significant role I hope it's not I hope it's just not like something kind of throwaway um, like right. David Thewlis is a really good actor and they didn't really give him that much to do in that movie. And I'm kind of with you, Juan, like I would have preferred if they went one way or the other, like the whole bait and switch thing. Um, it's clever, but it's overused. Um, and I, I definitely felt like that was the, the, the least, uh, the least fun part of that movie. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's my favorite DCU movie. Um, but that was the part that I disliked the most. Um, if I were to pick anything, um, so yeah, I, I hope I hope they utilize him well, and I actually kind of hope he's not a villain. Um, even though he he like could play a great villain, um, I think it would be interesting maybe if he's um, kind of like uh, like interest. teams up, yeah, teams up with Wonder Woman and is like maybe like a um, like not mm, not necessarily like a love interest, but kind of fills that role. Um, like mm-hmm. maybe how Diego Luna is to Jen Erso, um, in oh, yeah. uh, in Rogue One, that kind of you know mm-hmm. feeling. Um, and then you know right. he he dies valiantly in the in the final act. You know, like I uh, right. and if it's like set in the eighties, like uh, as is has been rumored, um, mm-hmm. you know that, that that could that could work out well. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. She died in a uh, flaming uh, plane. Yeah, that's that good. Was that's another. a good. That's a good point, Dan. It would it would be following a lot of the same beats, so maybe maybe that's not what they'll do. I um I I just to me it's one of those things where it's like I hope he's not like a sergeant or something. Because my biggest thing is you got Pedro, find a way to keep Pedro around for whatever whether it's a, a hero role or a villain role, find a way for him to not just be in just this. Depending on what it is, of course. Because if he's like a sergeant or whatever, he'd, he'd probably die in this movie. But that's what I mean. It's in the 80s. How, I mean, uh, if he's not Vandal yeah. or God, well, how, what's the likelihood of him coming back again? <laughs> like, well, what I'm saying is, uh, who knows? Because who knows what Wonder Woman 3 will be? Like, how do we know that's not in the 90s? So it's not out of the realm of him being converted from 2 to 3. <laughs> right. So... Um, that's just where I'm at, but it's a great actor, and I don't want him to just be in this, and then we never see him in like 
a DC in the DC universe again. Like that, that's a big enough name that you can expand and really grow something from. Uh, he's such a great actor, and Vandal Savage would be perfect for him. Um, did anyone else have anything else to add, Dane? Well, what what I want what, what what I would like to say is that I hope the next movie has Idris Elva as the love interest, so we could have had John Stewart, uh, Kyle Rayner, and Hal Jordan with all these great actors, but instead we made them love interests for uh, Wonder Woman. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I, hope, I hope I hope I hope Pedro is great. I hope I hope he does great, and uh, I'm excited. You know, whoever he plays, Vandal right. Savage. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, got a recent report. I think it was a, a, not a few days ago, maybe a week ago. Um, Matt Damon was offered a role uh, in Spider-Man 2. I don't like to call it Homecoming Part 2. Uh, that really annoys me when people say that. Um, he was offered a role of a villain, but turned it down. Wow, Matt Damon. Uh, I guess Ben Affleck really has you nervous about joining superhero franchises. Um, oh, wait, I think we got Kanan in here. Let me introduce you. What's, uh, What's going on, Kanan? What's going on, Kanan? I just woke up. Boo! I'm not sure I woke up from a nap. <laughs> All right, we're going to mute you because you sound horrible. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> a bunch of teeth. All right, Take a quick um, shower. <laughs> no, I mean, Joel, you're, you're absolutely right. Matt Damon's always been very skeptic. I believe he was one of the ones that was telling Ben not to do Daredevil. Um, right, so he's I always so. been skeptic and of, he of joining that world. Right. <laughs> um, so he's, he's always kind of been uh, along the lines of that. But if I'm Matt Damon, the thing I'm thinking about that uh, is different from Ben is it's a Marvel villain. So you know you're not going to live mm-hmm. past that movie. So you only have to do that movie, and then that's it. So it's well, like on I wonder. Which villain, I guess. Well, that's true. That that's true. That's true. <laughs> Let me not say that. That is true. Um, but I want to start off with you, Nick. Uh, what are your thoughts on him turning down whatever the role uh, was? And is there any specific Marvel villain you would have liked to have seen Matt Damon play? Who? Um. Yes. Uh. I. I... I think he can pull off Doc Ock. I know that's like that would be a little bit of a stretch, um, but I think he can pull it off. Uh, he could definitely pull off uh, uh, Kurt Connors, um, the lizard. Um, but I don't think they would use the lizard so soon after Amazing Spider-Man. Um, right. I, I like. I think that would be. I I, I would feel uh, it would be a higher probability that they would introduce Doc Ock. Um, and I think he could have pulled it off. I definitely. I think. I think he would have done well. I mean, Matt Damon is just a really good actor, but like. It, it kind of would have, like, I know this is kind of like Teddy, but it kind of would have bothered me a little bit because he makes that cameo in Thor Ragnarok. And so yeah. it would, like, it, 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 I, it, I wouldn't really care, but, like, still, I, I would be like, what the fuck? What are they like? What is this? Like, Jupiter ascending, and there's, like, two identical fucking people on different fucking planets or some shit? Like, um, so, like, hey, yeah, that would, I would have just Everybody threw it Everybody has a lookalike. That's true. Everybody's got a doppelganger, um, but, uh, but but yeah, uh, I, I I I don't blame him for turning it down. Uh, just just because if it if it is someone like Doc Ock, that's probably not a one off. That's probably like because yeah, you would have to imagine they're going to bring the Sinister Six in, and you know they kind of set right. that up with Vulture um, going to prison, um, and and you know setting up uh, Scorpion in there, um, right. So, so, yeah, I, I can understand if he doesn't want to do the commitment. And, you know, like, 
I'd, I'd rather have somebody who does want to do the commitment. So it, it is what it is. I would have liked to have seen him, but um, they'll find somebody. They'll find somebody who's, you know, good and and, and, when, and wants to stay on. So that's my thoughts. Yeah. No, I don't – I'm completely with you. I, I respect any actor that says I, I, I don't want to do it rather than getting into it and then you're like, damn, I really didn't want to do this. You know, I, I'd rather you just say it up front. Um, but mm-hmm. my bigger issue isn't necessarily that he turned it down. What keeps going through my head is what was the role? Because yeah. to me, whoever gets like, if, if we knew who he, uh, what the role was that he turned down, I'd be super curious to see who Marvel goes to next. Like we, we were saying before, the drop-off was Cheetah, like, who turned down the casting, and then who got the casting. So that, that's what's going through my head with this. Like, let's say it was Doc Ock. Like, all right, you went for Matt Damon, who's your number two? You know what I'm saying? Like, who yeah. else are you looking at for that? Uh, and we know that, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, Spider-Man sequel mm-hmm. is supposed to start filming in June. So we're, we yeah. should be getting a lot more information soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in yeah. April, so... So we're not that far from getting a lot of information as far as who uh, who's going to be in the movie as far as characters. So, I mean, I, I agree with you, Nick. Uh, I do respect that he turned it down, uh, you know, ahead of time or whatever. But I that that's what I'm more curious about is uh, who the character was. Uh, but, Dane, what are your thoughts on uh, Matt Damon turning down uh, a villain role? And who would you have liked to have seen him play? Well, I mean, him trying to get down, I mean, is respectable. If if he didn't feel right about it, like you said, I'd rather him, you know, not get involved than get involved uh, with the project for the wrong reasons and realize he had no passion behind it or whatever. Um, as for the character himself, someone's going to have to stop me. I'm sure Kanan or Joel will, will uh, know about this more, maybe even you, Joan, but... There was a rumor, but it was the same weekend as friggin' April 1st, so I have no idea if this is true or not, <laughs> that the role might have been Smythe, uh, a character introduced in the comic books and also in the animated series, who's like an evil scientist that worked for the Kingpin on the animated series. I don't know if there's any truth Spider to that Hunter. or not. Um, it could be some movie pilot bullshit. But, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and he had the spider hunters that he invented to go against Peter. Um my guess, I, I like the idea of doc, uh, Dr. Octopus. Um, that's a very interesting way. And the thing is, about Matt Damon is, is, honestly, you know, people say, Matt Damon, we all do that joke, but he's actually a really legitimate actor who can play mm-hmm. multiple roles. He's a good character actor. So, yeah, he could play Doc Ock. He could play Electro, like a more legitimate to the comic books Electro, if you wanted to. If you wanted to darken his hair and, and put a goatee and think about – the movies that he's been in um, on the side, maybe even Craven, you know, we just, I have no idea which one it was. That's it's kind of sucks. He's, he's someone hard to like, you know, think about it, a direct villain that he could be, because he could be multiple roles. I mean, I, I look at it to the, in, in uh, to, to the point Nick was making of uh, thinking it was Dr. Ock because, uh, you know, maybe he turned it down because he didn't want to be in uh, more than one movie. My thought is, because I was just thinking about this as you were talking, Dane, what if it was Norman Osborn? I mean, you just said something that a lot of people forget, and that's Matt Damon's a really good actor. Like, we look at it and we joke around about Matt Damon a lot, but he is a really good actor. He could absolutely pull off a Norman Osborn, a more modern, 
uh, a more, I don't want to say grounded, but a little darker kind of feel. Like, I always had a weird castings for Norman. Never really thought Matt Damon. Um, but that could work. Uh, but, Joel, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with all y'all so far. Because, like, if he turned it down, I have to imagine it was someone, somebody specific. Like, someone um, that's going to be there more than, like, one movie. That I think that's the only reason that he would be hesitant to take the role because it's probably a long-term thing. So I have to, for me, it would have to have been probably one of the Sinister Six, whether it's Doc Ock or someone else, or possibly Norman Osborn, someone that I would imagine was going to stick around more than one movie. And I think probably that's what swayed him away more than anything, uh, is a long-term commitment. And I think that's what sways most of these bigger actors, is that they, they usually have to stick to this universe that's a longer, long-term is really the always, always usually the issue. And especially if you're talking about Marvel, that's probably the only thing holding anybody back. That's that's an actor, unless they're bougie in some, some capacity and don't want to do superhero movies. But <laughs> but yeah, that's, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's really no, yeah, I that's gonna, all I have much to say. <laughs> I was gonna say no. That that's a really good point. Uh, and I think, uh, and again, thank you, Dane, because it got me thinking about that. It was just like I could see a scene to where. Um, Spider-Man sequel is starting to play. You have Peter, uh, you have the Peter in class, whatever, not in class, I'm sorry, at home with Ned, um, and Aunt May's watching the news, and it's showing Matt Damon as Norman Osborn buying Stark's old building to turn it into, uh, you know, Oscorp or whatever, and just how great that would be as a setup. And then maybe we don't see him largely in the movie. We see him more, you know, here and there, and then we see the setup of him maybe bailing out Vulture, bailing out Scorpion, and he's the guy that starts the Sinister Six. Um, because, like, Spider-Man foiled maybe something that he was uh, pulling the strings behind. Like, I could totally see things like that. And, again, I think Matt Damon would totally crush that. Uh, and now I'm sad because, like, I want him to be Norman Osborn. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, and it would be really cool to get the, like, setup of, uh, like, imagine he was going to be Norman and then they were going to cast somebody as Doc Ock. Um, I know one of the animated series had, like, Doc Ock kind of working um, under Norman Osborn. So you could set up Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. make Doc Ock the villain, and not have him be Green Goblin yet. Like, like set that up over time. Right. Like, that would be super awesome to get both of those characters in the sequel. Right. And the the biggest thing I keep thinking of is I told you guys I don't like the the versions of the goblins that we've gotten. I wanted the ultimate version, so where he literally turns into like this huge brolic goblin. And again, Matt Damon could do that so freaking well. Like ah, I, we need to call Matt Damon now and and plead with him to be Norman Osborn because uh, now I'm getting upset. Uh, Kanan, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Matt Damon? turning down the, the villain for Spider-Man. And do you agree with us, with, with Norman Osborn or, or, or Doc Ock? Like, who would you like to see Matt Damon play? Uh, I don't think I don't think right now, while Spider-Man's with Marvel, that, or, that they're going to go that route. I think they'll stick to some of the characters that we haven't seen. So that's why I really think that we'll see, uh, you know, Craven in the next movie uh, or possibly um, Mysterio. So I think Matt Damon probably could have played Mysterio um, quite well. Um, it would have probably been a, a one-off character, uh, or maybe not. I mean, because they didn't kill all Vulture, but 
No, I mean, to me, it's not like a huge loss. I mean, Matt Damon's a great actor, but, I mean, the MCU has shown that they can go out and get, you know, just about anybody and get the best out of them. So, I mean, I'm not really worried. It's not like I was like, oh, man, they could have had Matt Damon. You know, it, that's something he turned down. Maybe, maybe he just saw what a superhero-type role did to Ben Affleck, and maybe he doesn't want to get into that. Maybe he doesn't want that that pressure of, uh, you know, you know, being in a, a superhero, even if he was playing a, a villain-type role. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's a huge loss. I think they'll find somebody that will come in, and, and whoever he was meant to play, they'll find somebody, and um, I, I think we'll I think we'll be happy with it. So um, it's not something that I'll lose sleep over, but I think he had been a pretty good Mysterio. If it was I, Mysterio, I, I'm glad he turned it down, because I don't I – don't, I want somebody with a more with a different voice. Like Dane threw out Kevin Conroy one time, and I just can't get that out of my head. Like that kind of commanding voice as Mysterio would be fucking awesome. I, I say they uh, still do that. Honestly, just cast all the villains since since Matt Damon. Let's pretend that he was Norman Osborn. Cast all the rest of the villains as Batman's. You know, I mean, <laughs> you already got Michael Keaton as Vulture. You know, get get Christian Bale as as Norman Osborn. You get Will Arnett as like Electro. Freaking Ben could be Sandman if he fucking wants to. If he's not gonna be Batman, <laughs> there's plenty of characters. Uh, Kevin Conroy as Mysterio. Uh, you can get Val Kilmer to play Doc Ock. That'll be cool. George Clooney could play Craven. I mean, there you go, man. It's, it's Batman versus fucking Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying, right, Joel? I'm sure you love that idea. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm totally loving it right now. <laughs> that does sound like a very intense wet dream Joel told me about before. But anyway, yeah. um, eyes <laughs> roll uh, real hard. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, Kanan, I feel like you gave Matt Damon a, a backhanded compliment, but I think somewhere in there you were trying to express that uh, Matt Damon is a good actor. Um, it kind of got buried by the whole you are really that kind of good at that. Him not. About him not being in in the Marvel universe, so I'll I'll just take it as like yeah you're you're a fan, um, but let's move on. Um, Donald Glover, who was I believe producing a Deadpool series on FX, I believe it was, um, was mm-hmm. canceled. Um, but we did get some test footage, and uh, let me give you guys a backstory. The listeners a backstory. Apparently. Uh, there was creative differences between Donald and FX, uh, so FX just decided to pull the plug on it. Apparently, FX was saying they felt as though Donald did not have, wasn't giving enough time to it, uh, and he came out and was like, "That's weird because I have a full script here and there's test footage." Um, so I'm gonna say this about the whole Deadpool series that was supposed to be the animated Deadpool series. It's coming out. It was not canceled. This. This, to me, just seems too similar to how Ryan Reynolds got his movie made, to where it was like, how would you guys like it if we did a Deadpool movie? And we were like, oh, it's never going to happen. And it was like, well, there's a script. And then there was like, oh, someone leaked test footage. Uh Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, we got the movie. So I feel as though this is very meta. This is very Deadpool-like. And if they're smart and if this is really still happening like I believe it is, they should completely take uh, exactly what Rick and Morty did and, like, have whatever's supposed to be playing at that time slot on FX and just air that Deadpool show. Don't announce it. Don't do anything. 
because I remember watching, uh, I was watching Cartoon Network, and then Rick and Morty just came on, and I was like, I've never seen that episode before. What is going on? And then it turns out that was one of the episodes leading into the uh, the new season. So I could completely see Deadpool doing something completely meta like that. Um, the script was hilarious. Donald seems <laughs> like they put a lot of good uh, good and hard work into the uh, that script. It looked hilarious. But um, but Dane. What are your thoughts on the quote-unquote canceled Deadpool series uh, by Donald Glover? My two questions is, what exactly did they say about Taylor Swift in that script <laughs> that, that made it off-putting to FX? And, and, and my second one is, what the fuck is FX thinking? You have uh, Donald Glover that's doing Atlanta for your, for your network. That's, that's one of your best shows. Uh, as of recently, and then they're about to do another show, and then you kind of pull it, and then basically put the blame on Donald Glover. I don't understand how that was perceived as a good idea by them, but I wish the show was happening. Um, it would be an amazing uh, to have, with all these great adult cartoons out, and yes, there are adult cartoons. Well, actually, I don't know who I would be talking to, because I'm pretty sure all of our listeners watch cartoons, so whatever. But I'm just saying, you can watch cartoons <laughs> as an adult. Don't give me shit about it. Uh, anyways, but to see one with Deadpool with that type of humor would be great. Uh, one of my favorite uh, past ones in the 90s was uh, Spawn, which wasn't really – it wasn't uh, humorous or, or, or something like that, but it was scary, and it was an HBO show, and it was you know rated R1. So it would be cool to see another comic character treated like that. And uh, it kind of sucks that this all happened. FX should just shut the hell up and let Donald Glover do whatever if he wants to – put some of his childish Cambino concerts after it fucking let him do it. That's all I have to say. I don't know. Just to be but just I, to be I, clear, I, it wasn't it wasn't FX. It was uh Disney was the reason why. Um it, it, that's what they're saying anyway. Like he, Donald Glover and FX are still cool. Like they were they were ready to go ahead with it. But because Disney or Marvel, Disney, whatever owns the rights to, to any sort of TV series, they have to approve it, and apparently they were the ones who shut it down. It wasn't FX. All right, well, oh, then really? fuck Bob Iger and Disney. I'm just kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't hurt me, Disney. Oh, I'm going to get So, hold on. So, Marvel, no, Disney, rather, sorry, has control over TV rights, even if it's a Fox property? Yeah. Uh, yeah Fox, Fox owns the, Fox owns Fox owns the, uh, the movie, right. movie rights. Yeah, but they don't own the TV rights. Um, So, like, even for The Gifted, they had to get that approved by Marvel. Um, And Legion. And so, yeah, and Legion. And Marvel did not approve of whatever they were doing. And I did hear that it was, there was, like, like some kind of Taylor Swift joke was, like, the final straw. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird with the the way the contracts are set up. But, but yeah, so Marvel was the one who shut it down. I like that, that to me that to me is is weird because I feel like if Donald had a script done, if you're Disney, why even let him remotely draw up a script? Like we saw what Deadpool Marvel knows what Deadpool is supposed to be. So if you're right. Disney, the movie happened, you saw how meta and how crazy the movie was, would you think he was gonna do with an animated T V show? Like why even let him make it or try to create it? he spent a lot of hard work on it did a script, has footage, and now you're just like, no, Taylor Swift is where we draw that line. Like, Taylor <laughs> Swift better be coming out with one of the greatest Marvel movies or comic books I've ever seen or, or something, a Disney movie or something, because if Taylor Swift is where you're drawing your line, 
when majority of America could care less about Taylor Swift, that, that really upsets me. Uh, but, Nick, since you just gave me that information that I was not uh, privy to, thank you. Um, yes. What are your thoughts on, on, on this? Do you think we'll ever see it, or is, is it just completely done? I, you know, I don't know if we will. Just in, in the biggest reason is, you know, with the with the potential Fox and Disney merger. Um, like I don't, I don't know if Disney, like Disney wants that brand. Uh, like I think they'll make the Deadpool movies because they're so successful. Um, and maybe we'll get some version of Deadpool, but I don't think it'll be Donald Glover. I think, which is unfortunate because that's like to me his brand of humor, which just works so perfectly with Deadpool. It would be so meta. Um, and it would it would be awesome. The uh, the test footage that we saw was actually not the people who they chose to um, uh, essentially to to do the animation, which would which is kind of a shame because that that style of animation is like my favorite style of animation. Like reminds me of like '80s cartoons, which are like still to this '80s '90s. Like those are the best cartoons. Um, but they did they they. Uh, the person that they hired is the uh, the the or the people that they hired were the people who do Archer. So that's still mm-hmm. like like I, I'm down for that too. So like I w- it sucks, man. I would I would just love to see it. Like um and and you know I don't think we're ever gonna see what Donald Glover came up with, even if we do get a Deadpool series somewhere down the line. Unfortunately. Yeah, that really sucks. <clears throat> Excuse me, because uh, Donald has such an amazing mind, especially when it comes to comedy. And Deadpool is one of those characters that I think, if there were, if there were, if there was anyone else on this planet that would understand Deadpool more than Ryan Reynolds, I feel like it would be Donald Glover. Like he yeah. he would get Deadpool. Um, so it's very unfortunate. Uh, thank you again, Nick, for uh, for fixing that for me because I I thought it was effect. Uh, uh, it didn't make sense to me, like Dane was saying. Because he, he gave you one of your best shows, so why wouldn't you let him do this? So it makes more sense that it was, of course, well, Disney. Um, well, who, go ahead, I'm sorry. Can, can he pull find the article? Because I've not seen anything being said about that at all. Like, I've read several articles from Deadline, and they even said they were going to try to shop it to another Fox network. So I would love to see that, because I've not heard anything about Disney being involved. So if he if he can find that that would be great because everybody right now is saying FX pulled it but they're saying another Fox station could pick it up. Well, uh, I, I got mean, it from it, I, I, Tane, I I got it from Emergency Awesome the YouTube guy um, and he's he's pretty like he doesn't report on shit like flippantly um, but I I don't have an actual article so maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect. Well, oh, no, no, I mean, I'll that's say this, fine. Man. I just was wondering where I could go and hear that because I've not seen or read that from anybody, but I'll check that out on his uh, on his page. I'll say this. I mean, he does I have a shit ton of think, clubs, so. I think you two stories are connected because if you're telling me Disney owns the TV rights for uh, their characters, it would make sense that maybe Disney put the squeeze on FX, that FX had to then say, Donald, sorry, we, we can't do it. They're <clears throat> guys upstairs aren't letting us do it. So that could be connected. Maybe um, uh, emergency also, maybe that's the behind the scenes on why FX had to, because all I heard was FX was the one that canceled it. But mm-hmm. the story behind that could be that Disney called and said, nah, sorry, can't let you do it. And then FX had to then say, had to bite the bullet and say, all right, guys, we had to cancel it and look like the bad guys. 
So I could completely I have the see quote. how those could be connected. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, it says, due to creative differences, FX, Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, and Marvel Television have agreed to part ways on Marvel's Deadpool animated series. FX said in a statement, FX will no longer be involved with the project. FX and Marvel have an ongoing relationship through our partnership on Legion, which will continue. That's all I've got so far. So, so doesn't that kind of sound like maybe Disney called FX and put the squeeze on them and FX had to then ax it? Because I kind of feel like if you watch Atlanta, uh-huh. uh, these first these first two seasons, they kind of seem to push the envelope on things. So I find it kind of hard to believe that FX would go, all right, maybe this is too raunchy. We can't do it. Like Archer is super raunchy. So it, it and they got to keep them happy because, so they can yeah. get Legion. Yeah, right. but so why it, would maybe, they even let them begin to write a script and film anything? I mean, they'd have to go just for, to them for permission in the first place if that's the case. So that doesn't sound like something Disney would do. That sounds – in fact, I could almost see this being part of Disney's streaming service or or being picked up uh, once the deal goes through because Donald Glover is heavily involved in two Disney movies. He's in the Lion King remake and he's in – Solo, so I mean, it, it just honestly doesn't make sense to me, and that's a bad business move. And he is in uh, Homecoming, which is Sony, but yeah. still connected. Right. Yeah, well, well that's yeah. that's that's what I'm saying, Kanan. As much as that doesn't make sense to you, it it even more doesn't make sense to me that the guy is giving you your best show on your network. Why not let him give you your possible second best show on your network? Like. Just too much of it. I feel like there's some gray area somewhere that someone's leaving out. Thank you, Joel, for the uh, the article. Um, so we have like mm-hmm. tangible, like uh, actual from what they said. Um, but right. it just still doesn't make sense to me because even like what you were saying, Kanan, about if you're Disney, why let them do the whole script and everything? You could ask the same question to FX. Why did you sit there and allow him to do everything? And now when it seems like things are getting going, you can maybe get into the whole animation of things, that now's when you want to cut it. So just a lot of it doesn't happened, really make sense. Because I think something happened behind the scenes that uh, FX pulled the plug, and, apparent, and it was enough to piss off Donald Glover and his brother because they put out that video uh, or that message on that tweet or whatever. So I think FX wanted to do something man. really shady. <laughs> I don't think that has any... If Disney pulled the plug... I think they would have come to an agreement and been fine. But FX came out and, like, put the blame all on uh, Donald Glover pretty much, and that's why they – it's why they're almost, like, beefing a little bit. Why they – you know, his brother put that out there. Like, you know, he said, no, I had plenty of time to do it, and it was, like, finished. So, you know, they were already on the final script. I think FX pulled a shit move, and it's coming back to bite them. I don't think this has anything to do with Glover. I don't think Disney would have had anything to do with it. I think FX is just is being jerks about the whole thing. Something happened that they didn't like. The jerks well, or the rumors. I will say this. If you're FX, and this is true that it was just purely on FX, like we all thought it, it, it was, um, that really sucks because if they have a contract uh, with Donald to do, let's say, three or four seasons of Atlanta, I could see Donald giving us one really horrible season, like next season. I could see him giving us a really half-ass, didn't really care about it kind of season next year because he doesn't want to work with FX anymore. If that's, if that's truly the case, that they were butting heads, I still stick with my premise of we're going to get this show. 
I feel like they're pulling a typical Deadpool kind of thing along the same lines of what Ryan did to get that movie made. Um, it just it screams it. The fact that they were like, he didn't have enough time to do a script. And Donald's like, but here's a script. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, just too much of it. That It's too neat for me to make it sound like there's, there's tension there. I, I don't think FX is that stupid. Let's just hope not. Um, but, Dane, I haven't heard from you in a while. Did you want to add anything to what everyone was saying, uh, maybe the article that Joel read? No, I just I want to say that that was some great investigative reporting by Joel and just everyone's uh, two cents into that. That was a lot of information. So good job, guys. Um, I don't really know who's right, though, but, I mean, it just sounds like it's 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 got to be around what everyone's talking about, like a central – I think everyone's kind of found details of probably the reason why, but uh, – yeah, that, that that was interesting. I felt like I was listening to the news, but it didn't suck. So, that was cool. <laughs> well, that is what we are here to do, give you non-sucky news. So, I'm glad we, we can check that uh, that off the box. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll keep monitoring this because I'm sure them just axing it and Donald coming out with this stuff isn't the last of it. We'll, we'll hear something. Nick? Uh, we would def- I would definitely love to, to get a 30 for 30 about what, what happened with, with this Deadpool <laughs> uh, show. That'd be awesome. Um, but let's let's move on. Uh, so we got some casting news. Tom Hardy to star as Al Capone in New. And Nick, I'm gonna ask you. I say biopic, but is it biopic? Biopic. Biopic. I thought so. Second guessing. Anyway, um, Dane, I'm the go- I'm going to go to you. Um, what are your thoughts uh, about Tom Hardy starring as Al Capone in whatever it is? biopic is about i probably should have looked that up but yeah i'm gonna go um, very interesting um i mean tom hardy definitely could have a look very similar to the uh the crime uh boss um from what i hear and i could be wrong about this but it's about him later on in his life uh a little bit uh maybe during and after prison after he went or wait, maybe he went to prison for life. I don't remember. He's he's. No, he, uh, he I was released. Here. He was. I'm sorry, Dan. He was released like six months before he died because he had like like a terrible case of syphilis. Um, so he was like deranged and crazy. Um, so he was released to die like six months before he died. Well, uh, before I continue, can you answer? Is it is this like when he's starting to have dementia before he goes to, to prison? Then, like from what for, I hear, this movie? All, all I. Yeah, all I heard was that it was going to be about Al Capone's later years. Um, so I would imagine okay. that's probably what it's going to focus on. Well, either way, I love gangster shit. Um, obviously, those movies are great. Al Capone's one of the biggest gangsters of all time, being, you know, during the 1920s, uh, during the abolition era and, and stuff and selling alcohol. So if you're telling me one of my favorite actors who's already played gangsters in movies and did a great job doing that is – performing as him, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, I definitely think I'll enjoy this. Uh, the last time I saw an Al Capone movie, I mean, there might be other ones, but was The Untouchables. So, you know, something with Tom Hardy, who's one of my favorite actors today, playing him, I'm sure he'll do a great job. And maybe we'll, it won't be so much about gangster and a lot of stuff that we didn't know. Actually, scratch that. Let, let's just do the gangster shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dane, let me ask you this. Is there any role that Tom Hardy couldn't knock out of the the park? Uh, Black Panther. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even believe that. I, I I am convinced that if you give Tom Hardy a year, he 
he'd be a better T'Challa than maybe Chad would both Wait, wait, wait. So let me just ask you: Is he is he going to go Robert Downey Jr. a la Tropic Thunder, or is he just going to do it as a white guy? <laughs> Listen, here's the thing: Tom Hardy is such a good actor. I guarantee you, as like a lot of a lot of black people are like, Nah, man, you can't have this white guy be Black Panther. Then, like five minutes into him acting, we're like, You know what? He's a really good guy, right. Black Panther. You know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm not even mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, Nick, I'm crying. To you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Tom Hardy uh, being cast as Al Capone? I love it. I think I also love the idea that it is set, um, like in his later years, uh, because of like uh, I, I, I've always been like a huge um, like crime, uh, like mafia era crime uh, guy too during Prohibition. Um, and Al Capone is the cream of the crop. He is he was the guy and his his rise to power is super interesting. But we've seen that. We've seen it a lot, like in, in various different ways. Um it, most recently I know you mentioned the Untouchables uh Dane, which was kinda like the story of you know, Ed, Edward Ness his Elliot Ness rather. Um oh, and how, Elliot, yeah. Yeah, it's Elliot. Um, and how, you know, they, those guys took him down and were able to, to do it, um, which obviously I'm sure most of you all know, they ended up getting him on tax evasion. They couldn't get him on anything else, so they got him on tax right, evasion. Right, right. Um, and, and that's really interesting. But And, and you know, I've, uh, in, in more recently than that, we got to see his character in Boardwalk Empire. And, like, awesome that show. was, like, the rise of Al Capone. Yes, awesome show. Yeah, that and that really great. showed he kind was of the – yeah, he was awesome. The um, he's a British actor. I forget his name, yeah, but he's yeah. a really good actor. Um, and uh, so we got to see the rise there. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested to see Tom Hardy play a dude who's like riddled with syphilis, has dementia, going fucking crazy, uh, and and see how they portray that. Um, Tom Hardy already. Uh, I don't know if y'all have had a chance to watch it, but his show Taboo is really fucking good. I highly recommend it. Um, it wouldn't be anything without Tom Hardy. Like it, it, that is like kind of the quintessential, like you, if you don't have Tom Hardy, the show doesn't work, um, which go, just goes to show how That's great of an actor sure. is, but he plays, he, he's fucking crazy in that TV show. Like he, he, he's, I don't want to spoil anything, but just go watch it. Um, he does crazy really well. Um, and I'm very, very interested to see him play, one of America's most infamous uh, uh, citizens and see him at his like crazy, you know, apex at the end of his life. I think it would be insanely interesting. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I think the, uh, first of all, (laughs) we have found a way to say syphilis more times than I imagine. (laughs) My bad. And I was trying to eat. I was trying to eat as you and Dane were talking. I was just like, "All right, this isn't gonna happen." Seems like, well, uh, but no, I, 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 I was just gonna say Nick, Nick. Nick said uh, Nick said syphilis like five times, but I I also fucked up abolition and prohibition. So uh, yeah, and, uh, good educated <laughs> stuff and talking about STDs. I do know the difference. Sorry about that. Everyone's wanted to mention. That. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna correct you, Dane. I uh, I was I was. Just, Bit my time. <laughs> um, Joel, so 
without <laughs> using yeah. that word, uh, what are your thoughts on Tom I think I could avoid it. being alcohol? I think I could avoid it. <laughs> I, I'm totally down. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm down with Tom Hardy. If he wants to play a piece of shit in the movie, I'm down with that. He's that good. Um, he's the only reason I was even interested in Venom, because I was not interested in Venom. And then they, they, they cast him, one of the best actors alive. <laughs> Uh, to do it, and I'm like, oh well, now I'm in, <laughs> like automatically. <laughs> so it was, um, it was a hard sell. So I'm looking forward to it because I, I like, um, like Nick was saying, I loved Boardwalk Empire. I loved Capone's character in that, uh, and that was really more his early life, uh, more so than his later life. So I get to see the later life. That's pretty cool. I would love to see it. I've seen he put up a lot of um, pictures recently of him, I guess, in in makeup because. He doesn't even look the same. It's crazy the way he looks in that movie so far. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how how he puts it together and how it all plays out. Because I did get to visit the prison that he was in. I got to see his, his cell, which is all fancy now. I did not realize he had so much shit in there. But, yeah, it, I can't wait to see how he pulled it off, honestly. No, I'm with you. And the uh... – what you were saying about uh, Venom, the only reason you were uh, excited about it was because of him. I always thought that really, term yeah. was, was funny. And it wasn't until yesterday um, my, my cousin's girlfriend had said it, and she's, like, not really a geek or anything, so she doesn't know anything about Venom or anything like that. And she goes, I'm only interested in that movie because of Tom Hardy. And I was just like, man, so everyone knows how great Tom Hardy is <laughs> as an actor. Tom Hardy is good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not just our, you know, our community that that understands he's like one of the greatest out there. Nick, I, I think I think you agreed on, on uh, with me on this. I still to this day think Leonardo DiCaprio has Tom Hardy's Oscar. Um, Tom Hardy did <laughs> yes. for his well, performance in that movie. Yeah, in The Revenant, Tom Hardy was by far the best performance in that movie. Like it wasn't even close. Like not, great, he was a supporting actor. Leo was the lead actor, so I wouldn't say he has his Oscar, but he. It, like it, it, no question, Tom Hardy was the much far superior actor it, in that film. <laughs> No, you know what's funny, Nick? You know what's funny? The reason why I say he has his Oscar is because I, I, me watching that movie again, it still feels like Leo was dead for a majority of that movie, and I felt like I saw <laughs> Tom Hardy in almost every scene of that movie. So I keep thinking to myself, who is the lead here? Like, how is it not Tom Hardy? So that's why I keep saying. Leo has his, but I agree with you, Dane. We should let Leo have it. It seems like an award he was never going to get, so let's let's be happy he has one, but if Tom Hardy ends his career and does not get one, I will forever say Leo has Tom Hardy's Oscar, so that's where I'm leaving things at. Um, but Kanan, find a way to top everything we just said and tell us your thoughts on Tom Hardy as Al Capone. I mean, I would love to talk about this movie, but I'm over here biting my tongue about this this Leo bashing going on. So, I mean, I'm like steaming over here, dude. What the hell are y'all talking about, man? Like, okay, but anyways. No, Tom Hardy is a is a great actor. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've heard about this movie. Um, I, I love the, the, you know, the gangster, you know, style roles. Um I'm not sure how much I'm interested in it being the later years of Al Capone, but, you know, I'll still check it out just because, you know, like everybody said, Tom Hardy's in it. So there's there's interest there, but, I mean, it's not something that I'm, like, super hyped for 
Um, I am hyped for Venom because Tom Hardy's in it. If uh, um, Carnage ends up being uh, Woody Harrelson, then oh my gosh, I, I will even be even more Woo! hyped, you know, for that film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's just some, there's just some movies you go and watch because of the actor, and this uh, Al Capone film would be one of them. I think they uh, the the set image that he he sent out kind of threw me off a little bit because. He almost looks like Billy Bob Thornton from uh, Sling Blade a little bit with the way his face <laughs> and everything is made up. And he, I see they haven't covered up the tattoos because uh, Hardy is heavily tattooed up. Uh, which, right. which by the way, if you watch uh, The Dark Knight Rises in 4K, you can see the uh, makeup that they used to cover up his tattoos, like actually peeling away. So 4K is like really Ooh. beautiful, but it also, but it also. Uh, it also gives away movie magic, so yeah, it's it, it's very noticeable. Really? Dude. When uh, when he's fighting uh, Batman in the sewer and the water's coming down, you in the 4K you can see the the stuff they use. Which why wouldn't you just CGI that out? Oh, oh, no, that, that's <laughs> right, that's right. WB already tried CG with the mustache and that didn't work. So. But uh, no, I mean, but yeah, you can tell. So. Uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll definitely cover that up because I don't remember Al Capone having all those tattoos and stuff. But no, it, it'll be interesting to see. It's just not something that I'll be probably running out first weekend to watch. I do want to say this real quick. Um, I wonder if like like when Tom Hardy was like you know uh, coming up and, and and trying to get into acting. I wonder if like Sling Blade was his favorite fucking movie. So he's like, I'm gonna take that grunt and use it to make it cool. Because <laughs> he does, like, he, he grunts in everything, especially if you watch Taboo. He does it, like, the whole show, and it never gets old. It's always awesome. And it is it is the cool version of the sling blade grunt, you know, the... <laughs> yes, Tom Hardy and Joel are the, the world's greatest grunters. Um, no, but I, I will say... Uh, <laughs> I will say, Kanan, there there is no Leo bashing. Uh, that was me joking. I I do think he does deserve it. Uh, he's deserved it for like a billion other movies. I just think in a world where Tom Hardy isn't nominated that often, that movie shouldn't have been the one that he got overlooked for. So that's more. He deserved so it for Wolf of Wall from. Street. <laughs> like that's what he should Absolutely. have won it for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it seems like the Oscars like to look at great actors and go, no, no, we want to go with these <laughs> so so actors. We're gonna go with these guys over here. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to clear that up. There is no Leo bashing. I love Leo, uh, but come on, the guy deserved it for. <laughs> come on, come on. I don't know what else Tom Hardy has to show you, people. Anyway, um, let's let's move on. Marvel is reviving uh, their Fantastic Four comic series for reasons unbeknownst to me, but whatever. Uh, Dane, I'm going to go to you. What does, what does Marvel reviving uh, the Fantastic Four comic series mean to you? Is that insinuating maybe that this deal is going to go through and that might, you know, be the movie might be the next step or an animated series or something? Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? It either means absolutely fucking nothing uh, because <laughs> beforehand uh, the Fantastic Four was one of the least selling books for Marvel uh, for a great time period. That's why they stopped making them. Um, maybe they're pissed off about the Terrific or Team Terrific or whatever the hell DC is doing. Terrific. Which is like a... 
the terrifics. That's what it is. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Or they want you to believe that they could possibly be doing something with Fantastic Four in the future, but that's not 100%, so don't take their word for it, even though they have the Fantastic Four out right now in the comic books. <gasps> yeah, basically, I have no idea. I, I hope it is. I really do. I hope that this, this deal's happening and that Fantastic Four is something they're going to invest in. And we've all been speculating about thing for some reason with the Fantastic Four, so... I like to see them back, just, you know, make the story more of an adventure story. You don't have to have Doctor Doom in the first freaking movie and have some no. great actors playing these, uh, this, this, you know, the roles and just have them have a good sci-fi, fun adventure time, journey to the center of the earth style shenanigans, and it would be freaking awesome. And uh, Brad Bird, I, I keep on saying it as director, he did it. one of my favorite Mission Impossibles. He did Incredibles and Tomorrowland. Wasn't that good, but the sci-fi elements were awesome. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I will agree with you, Dane, because <clears throat> that's not said enough. Visuals for Tomorrowland were beautiful. The movie Tomorrowland, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. That'd be a great director uh, to take uh, that franchise and just do great things with it. And I think he's one of those guys that would have the same mindset as you, Dane, where he's like, we don't – have to start this off with Doom. Like we, we don't have to. We we can have it be a billion other things and introduce Doom later. Um, so I completely agree with you on that. And Incredibles, we just did animated movies last night on top ten, easily in top five. Incredibles is phenomenal. Um, great. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Who knows what what this means? It could just be them reviving a comic that probably no one's going to read. But anyway, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Marvel reviving the Fantastic Four comic? Uh, same thing I asked Dane. Do you think maybe an animated series might come from that, or is that setting us up for them to get the rights and a movie to be coming? I definitely think they're banking on getting the rights. Um, I think from all that we've read about this this potential merger, um, it's probably going to happen. It doesn't seem like it falls underneath any any sort of um, antitrust laws that the so that the government would would step in and, and veto the merger. Um, it's it's not it's not it's one movie company buying another movie company. It's not a, like a business outside of movies coming in and trying to get put their you know dip their ink into that that well. Um, that's a, that's a terrible metaphor, but you know, guys know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, I definitely, I definitely think that they're, that's what they're pushing for. And the reason being that I, I do think that is because like Dane said, Fantastic Four was not a seller. So like, I think they're trying, like, I think basically they're, they're, they're banking on getting the, the movie rights. They're going to go ahead and put the pr- production into, um, reviving the comics, and they're hoping that, you know, with, with you know, that'll be, to me, that'll be the first movie that they, when the Fox deal goes through, that'll be the first one they do. They won't do X-Men first, they'll do Fantastic Four. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if if they get Fantastic Four, I have the utmost confidence that they can make it good. Uh, give me Mole Man. Uh, I, I would love to get Mole Man. Yeah. We can save Doctor Doom. Um, that's that's character we, we don't get. They always go to Dr. Doom. Um, or you could give me Galactus, and I would totally be fucking cool with that, too. Um, so Right off the bat? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Well, but I mean, I'm saying because you, you, you could already have him set up with 
uh, I mean, you could have like a team up with the Avengers and you know bring some of them in. But yeah, I agree. Mole mm-hmm. Man is the guy that I would would, would be my default. Um, but yeah, I think they're trying to kind of draw up interest, and they're they're expecting to get to get to get the rights. They're gonna that'll be their first one on their um, docket list uh, to make once they get the rights. And they're probably banking on the fact that the, that kind of buzz uh, around them getting the rights back to Fantastic Four will generate comic sales. Because um, I don't think if they weren't going to get the rights, again, like Dan said, it wasn't. A, it was one of their worst sellers. I don't see why they would even attempt it. Um, but then again, it is the world of comics. They always attempt things that you know maybe they shouldn't. So who knows? Absolutely. Uh, and I will say, <clears throat> I back you on that Galactus play. Uh, maybe him not being the full-on villain, uh, but a tease of Galactus. Uh, I, I know since we got the, um, excuse me, the introduction of the Guardians, I, I always wanted to see the Fantastic Four and the Guardians uh, team up. I, I always thought that, that would, would be, be like awesome. such a great yes, thing to see uh, on the big screen. And then the idea of... What I always uh, worked up in my brain was you tease Galactus in a Fantastic Four movie. It ends, you know, it ends with like whether it's Silver Surfer uh, coming to to you know spread the not the word. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Whether it's yeah. Silver Surfer coming out destroying the planets or whatever for for Galactus, or him him doing it himself. Damn. The idea of the Guardians teaming with the Fantastic Four and then alerting the Avengers of this huge threat. Uh, that's coming would, would be just such a monumental event for uh, for Marvel to have. So I'm with you, Nick. Give us Mole Man and have it in with uh, Galactus, the, the the oncoming of Galactus, and then boom. We have the Guardians, Fantastic Four, then boom, the Avengers join, and man, I think I could die at that point. Uh, and I'm, but, I, yeah, and I'm I, crossing my fingers, too, that, that Noah Hawley is, is planning on, you know, w- this merger and writing his Doctor Doom script as a you know as a way that can fit even I with the so. merger because I so badly want to see Noah Hawley's Doctor Doom movie and that would be cool because you could you you could basically like I mean if if you know the comics like uh, uh, Reed and and Victor Von Doom were. Um, like uh, classmates, they were like went to college together, and uh, Von Doom always hated Reed because he was like just a little bit smarter than him, and he was he had always been like the smartest person. Um, and then you know he he went on this like quest and and got these uh, went to like Asia I think like Tibet maybe and got like these these powers uh, on that quest. Um, that's a really interesting fucking story. I want to see that, and I want to see Noah Hawley's version of that. So if you if you did Mole Man in the first one, you did Galactus in the second one, uh, and then you could do a Doom movie, like just have him have his own movie, and then have him show up in the third one, like, boom. That's a perfect Fantastic Four trilogy right there. Well, I would even ask this. Uh, switch those two. Have Doom be the second, have Galactus be the third, because what I was thinking Probably, you were talking yeah. about that was, what I was thinking about as you were talking was have the Doom movie come out right before the second Fantastic Four, and then it kind of ends with uh, with the idea of Doom coming to them saying, I have this project that I'd like you guys to join me on. And then it's like the, the precursor to how, you know, uh, they went into space or whatever and then got their powers. And then it kind of – so you don't really have to do, like, those flashbacks during the Fantastic Four uh, sequel to where you have to introduce how they, you know – 
how they met up with Doom, how they got their powers or whatever. You already established that Reed knew uh, Victor in, in college or whatever, and then yeah. you just go right into the the history of things, you know, how things fall, uh, fell out between the two of them. I think you could really build it that way. Um, and it'd be a lot of fun. A Doom movie right before the sequel where he's the villain would be amazing. And then have it end yeah. with kind of like uh, Doom knows of, uh, of Galactus, like Galactus is coming or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be really fun and, and a great smell setup. the sweat uh, from here. You, you know what's crazy? <laughs> I am patting my forehead as I am talking. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm breathing heavy just listening to it. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Joel? Uh, uh, very similar. <laughs> like I don't think it's very different from what everything, but that was just good. Um, I uh, I do think the comic books are very much a foreshadowing of what's to come. Hopefully, at least that's what I hope. Uh, I'm looking forward to this run, considering I've never really been a big Fantastic Four guy anyway. But now with Dan Slott involved, not that I'm a big Dan Slott guy either, but well, he's done with uh, Spider-Man throughout the last couple of years. It's been pretty good to a degree. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what new world he creates for them in the comic books. But when it comes to the movies, I mean, the Fantastic Four are some of the best villains out there. So it's like Doctor Doom and Galactus, they should not just be excluded to just uh, um, to just 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 the Fantastic Four as a whole. And so, like, Galactus, to me, should be the next endgame, like Thanos. And, like, Dr. Doom should be the uh, an overall threat throughout the universe, throughout multiple pictures um, yeah. overall, you know. So that that's where I'm at. And I just hope that this is just the beginning of what we'll see in the future with the Fantastic Four, because uh, I think it's coming, people. Yeah, I'm with you. And we know this, one of the precursors to what I guess we can expect to happen in the movie realm is usually look out for who is either given a show on like one of those Mm -hmm. cartoon shows. Because remember, Guardians had a cameo on the Avengers show and then had a show Mm -hmm. and then we had a movie. So it's like Mm -hmm. Marvel is, Marvel tries to be like really slick about hiding things, but sometimes it's in plain sight. So that's something that I look out for. Like, uh, I remember we saw a mention of, like, Luke Cage uh, and a few of the other uh, defenders on the show, and then they got Netflix series. Not saying that they're connected, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you see it there, I feel like they're doing it to see where the interest level is. And if people are going crazy about it there, they'll go even crazier for them to get their own show. So I feel like the comic, that's why I asked, did you guys think the comic might lead to a TV show? like an animated show that then would really let mm-hmm. us know that a movie is really coming, like, soon. Um, but right. before I start sweating again, Kanan, uh, I'm happy <laughs> to you. What are your thoughts on uh, Fantastic Four? Kanan is here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Shut up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, you, you know, uh, I think every year or every time they talk about a movie, I think there's always been – um, a lot of hype around it, and I think that's why a lot of fans were upset with the way the last Fantastic Four movie came out. So I, I don't know if that really, uh, I don't know if that really like translates well to how the comics were doing because, um, you know, they do have the best, uh, some of the best villains, uh, but I don't think comics were doing as well. But uh, the hype is back because uh, Marvel's. Um, previous current type run with their uh you know their legacy series and everything has has uh, mm-hmm. really been going well 
and you're getting the hype with the Fox Disney deal of, uh, you know, Fantastic Four. You know, you've got everybody out here fan casting Krasinski and Blunt and Cena and everybody mm-hmm. for uh, the right. movie, and so that's going to translate well to comics. I think that's why uh, Marvel has seen such a great surge in their comics for uh, the last few years, Disney is just, I mean, uh, not Disney, but DC has killed them in comics. Marvel's closed the gap a little bit, uh, you know, because of their movies. Uh, you know, you're getting the general population. Uh, there probably isn't a lot of comic readers, but they're seeing the movies and they're going out and they're picking up the comics. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Dan Slott, uh, but... Yeah, me neither. Uh, I, I I would like to see what he's gonna do with. Uh, yeah, I did not care for his Spider-Man run whatsoever. I don't care so much for him as a person, but uh, I yeah. would like to see what he does with. Uh, uh, yeah, I would like to see what he does with uh, the Fantastic Four. And when this came out, I saw, you know, lots of people really hyped for this. So, um, it's not my most hyped. Uh, I'm really hyped for the Spider-Man and the X-Men. Uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, rebooted. So, so, you know, or, you know, it's going to come back. So, um, but I, like I said, I think it's, I think they can accredit this to how well their movies are doing. I, I think it's, I love that Joel's like, yeah, I don't really like him either. Like he like feigned, like he was okay <laughs> when you, when you were okay. talking. Yeah. yeah. He's a creative just pulled, guy. He's you a just told what we, yeah, you just pulled what we we call down south a bless his heart. <laughs> and Shane and Jay know exactly what I'm talking about. God. Usually when oh, you're about to describe man. someone's fat, uh, I've done that happen to me a lot. When I think about it. <laughs> so Nick, so you're saying it's one of those? Uh, <laughs> don't you think her baby is beautiful? Oh, bless her heart. It's like oh, so she's not okay. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like, look, he's a creative dude, and he's um, he likes to talk a lot of shit. So I, I like that I, when a guy that likes to talk shit says he can do better, I want to see him do better. So now it's a challenge. Make them better. So I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Fair I enough. WWE. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, uh, John Boyega says, to Marvel about an MCU role. Um, I hear things like that, and I go, didn't Josh Gad say that he had a conversation with DC about <laughs> a DC <laughs> role that we never saw manifest into anything, or, or yet we haven't seen manifest into anything yet, uh, even though we know who it. he wants to be. <laughs> we know who yeah. he wants to be. Um, but no, this this is huge news. John Boyega uh, is... is um, you know, is is big everywhere right now. Uh, we unfortunately missed him at at the last Comic Con me and Joel went to, but we heard it was bananas when he uh, when he was there. Um, so I will start with you, Dane. What do you make of Boyega talking to uh, to Marvel, and what role, what one role would you like to see him uh, take on for Marvel? Well, I know that he said uh, personally when asked about Blade that he would not want to do that role because he, he, he feels that it's a role that, that's best suited with uh, Wesley Snipes, which is, uh, which is nice, but I wish he would real, realize, too, that, that you know, I, I wish that he would realize that, 
you know, uh, that character is not necessarily just has to be associated with Wesley Snipes, the comic book character. And, you know, he's, he's a British lad. Uh, I loved him in Attack the Block. That's when I first saw him. Really enjoyed him in Star Wars. I'm going to say something that if, if it does happen, it's definitely right now in a time period where they're discussing a certain role in the future. And this is going to sound crazy, but it's going to be happening. And if they're not going to use Fox's X-Men, they're going to recast all the characters. So why not get John Boyega and Daisy Ridley to play uh, Scott Summers and uh, Jean Grey, possibly, and Cyclops and um, whatchamacallit, Miss Marvel, uh, in the first X-Men movie. I think that he would be a really great Cyclops and breathe a lot of life into it, uh, into a character that I think a lot of people are stale to. Um, even though I do like uh, what uh, Ty Sheridan's doing over with Fox with the character, I think that Boyega could bring a lot more of his charm and personality into that role and not make it so that everyone's like, screw Cyclops, I like Wolverine, even though I'm normally like that too. But um, I think that it's a possibility. Um, I don't know if it will happen, uh, not, not with him and Cyclops, just him and Marvel in general. And I would like to see that. I, I think that he's a tremendous actor and he's already – uh, he's good with Disney. It, it depends on if a young guy like himself wants to take the next X amount of years to play a major role like that. Because if you're Cyclops, you're going to be in the next couple X-Men movie coming up. Or if you're someone to that type of concept. Even if you were playing a young Blade, they'd want you for a certain amount of films. So do you want to give up that? Or do you think you can try to do some smaller films in between? It's, it's, it's giving a, that, that type of contract is giving up, you know, part of your career. And even though it's great to make money and do these type of films... John Vega could get an Oscar depending on the role, too. Detroit was a great movie. So, um, yeah, my, my idea possibly could be Cyclops. That's, that's someone I was thinking about. That's, a, that's interesting. And him saying that uh, he'd rather leave Blade to Wesley, I find hilarious because, as mm-hmm. we always say here on this show, money can make somebody do anything. So I am pretty sure that if Disney is like, hey, we have, like, two Brinks trucks just, like, at your, your front door, play Blade. Pretty sure he'd call Wesley and go, yeah, sorry, um, I'm, I'm Blade now, dude. I, I, Would you like I don't a know what to tell left? you, but <laughs> like, we, we can have it, we can have it be to where, like, you pop up in the movie, Wesley, but, yeah, I, I, I have the role now, so sorry about that. Um, but I, I will say, Dane, for <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'd like to see him play uh, Cyclops for the mere fact of Marvel pushing the envelope. Because uh, we say many a times that a lot of these characters do not have to specifically be a certain race. Uh, just because we've always seen Cyclops be, uh, be white in the comics and then in the movies does not mean he could not be black. I mean, there's nothing about his storyline that says, like, a black guy couldn't have gotten that same exact thing. Um, so that'd be a lot of fun to see. Um, Daisy Ridley as, as Jean Grey, I think to me, I would, I don't know about that because I had someone that I, I thought I wanted to be Jean Grey, but then I was like, nah, it doesn't make sense. And now I have to change it because I'm like, John Boyega is now my Cyclops. Um, but <laughs> you made a really good point. People uh, disrespect Cyclops way too much, but there will never, ever be a time where anyone will ever leave a theater that Wolverine and Cyclops are in and go, man, Cyclops definitely was better than Wolverine. I, I, I don't think <laughs> I ever say that. Wolverine's just too interesting of a character. But I agree with you, Dane. Cyclops does not get enough uh, respect. Um, but, Nick, I'm going to go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Boyega talking to Marvel? 
And what would you like to see him, uh, what character would you like to see him play as? Well, first, I just want to say Wolverine is a very interesting character, but he was much cooler back in the 90s. I mean, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, I Okay, first of all, Blade is, yes, that is the number one for me. I would love to see John Boyega play Blade. The only person that I think I would like to play Blade more just because he looks so fucking cool as him is uh, Jamie Foxx. Like, once y'all posted that, I'm like, I, I, I can come off the British thing for Jamie Foxx. Like, maybe even Jamie Foxx could do the British accent. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> I, I, would, I think he could. Jamie Foxx is a really good actor. Yeah, I think he, he could pull off a British really accent. Um, yep. but, but like Dane uh, likes to, you know, harp on me about this, um, it, 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 British is not, like, ingrained in his identity. Like, that's not, you know, that's – he is British in the comics, but it's not, it's not like, super important. You know, Professor Xavier right. is also American in the comics and just studied at Oxford abroad, but now we all just consider him British because they cast Patrick Stewart to play him um, and then subsequently <laughs> right. cast James McAvoy. Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's little changes like that, so I can, I can get by it. But I, w- I would definitely pick uh, Blade as my number one. Uh, my number two – um, also, uh, a, a, like a little race change, um, and shout out to Dan Merle cause he came up with this idea. I'm not going to take credit. I give credit where credit's due. Uh, Captain Britain. Uh, Damn it! Played... That was mine. <laughs> oh, my bad, dude. Um, but yeah, you like... had yours. Then move on. You have yours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Well, hey, well, you go ahead and pitch it then. You son of all right. Um, yeah. So, well, <laughs> moving on from Nick's point. Um, yeah, Captain. But you Britain both stole from Dan Merle. <laughs> yes, uh, we both stole from the Dan Merle. Um, so yeah, I heard that and I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. That sounds like that's something new, something different. I never, I thought about it. I'm like, they can even have, well, especially with the merger happening. Um, Psylocke's character is not necessarily have to be. Uh, a white character anyway because of the fact that it's a whole mind swap thing so she could be Japanese in the Indian anyway um, for that to go through but the point is it's, it works out like that they need to spread that world anyway so like with the Avengers all primarily being American and there's maybe a handful being the world um, why not have superheroes from different countries that'd be, that'd be different aside from like Scarlet Witch and uh, a computer named Vision who has an accent but <laughs> Aside from that, like they have, like give us something like a Captain Britain and Joanne Boyega as Captain Britain. Really, that idea, like, sold it for me. That that was my, now my number one. Damn it, Nick. Sorry, dude. I didn't know you were going to say that. Like, and besides, like we both, like like they said, we both got it from Damon But no, I 100% agree. I think uh, everything you said and uh, like spread, like they they like going into Wakanda was huge and like spreading out and 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 expanding the lore just, you know, outside of America. Um, so I think that was, like, the first major step. But, yeah, like, like Captain Britain would be an awesome character to explore, and he would he would get to act and, and not have to put on an accent, you know? Like, um, right. he could just be, be his own person. Himself. Um, so, right. yeah, so I think that would be interesting, and I think uh, I think he would be perfect for it. And, and that, to me, is definitely, like, that is definitely a character that, kind of like Nick Fury where it could be made into his own and they could revamp the comics and everything else where, you know, right. John Boyega kind of steals the show. Yeah. And, and that, 
and that and we start to say like synonymously that like our our version of of Captain Britain is African well African British black you know whatever <laughs> I don't think they say African British um, but like yeah but he's black. Afro-British, yeah. is that what they say? Okay. I don't know what they say, honestly. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know the lingo. I think it's only a matter of time because the man is a sweaty, and he's a geek, and I, there's, I think there's no way he stays away from uh, one of those worlds for too long, in my opinion. Indeed. All right. Wow. Uh, Joel and Nick. Uh, no, uh, that was funny. Uh, I hate Nick, them. Uh, <laughs> Joel, from now on. Joel from now on wants to go first before you, so <laughs> we'll get that sorted out, Joel. Kanan, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what is your response to what everyone has said, and what would you like to see John Boyega uh, portray in the Marvel Universe? Uh, well, f- first off, I don't think uh, him playing Catch Britain is out of the realm of anybody's fantasy casting because, I mean, he's he's British, so... I mean, that's probably exactly. something people would probably navigate to first and foremost. Um, oh, there's going to be people but, bitching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be some interest. But, <laughs> There'll be like uh, seven people on Twitter, and then someone will write an article about how Twitter is racist. <laughs> that's how it'll happen. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I really I really think it's admirable that he, he doesn't want to play Blade. It, it, and almost, uh, you know, that's for to me, that's fine because, He's he's given props to Wesley Snipes, and maybe he doesn't want to carry, uh, you know, be in the shadow of Snipes' performance. Because I remember when The Rock came out, uh, there was a lot of talks of him getting uh, the franchise from uh, Arnold as the Terminator, and the Rock and uh, you know, the Rock was like, you know, hey, you know, Arnold is the Terminator, you know, and you know, I think the Rock's done well for himself, so you know, he doesn't really need to to play that character. I. Leo actually brought this up on Twitter, and we talked about it. Of course, Captain Britain was, was the easy one. But I would like to see Boyega play a villain. I would like to see him play Taskmaster. Um, Taskmaster? That, That's interesting. Uh, Damn. That would be a role that he would have to actually get in, you know, uh, you know, decent shape for because Taskmaster is mm-hmm. of a, a certain build. Uh, but I think it would be a, I think it would be great to see him take on a, a villain-type role. Um, you know, we've seen him play the hero in Pacific Rim. We've seen him play the hero in Star Wars. I mean, I think he could be a really formidable formidable villain. And, I mean, if people want to see Moon Knight, and I think a lot of people would like to see Taskmaster. And that's who that's who I'd like to see him play. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's fucking I awesome. like it a lot. My, my only bad. question is, what movie franchise would you introduce Taskmaster, uh, Taskmaster in? Because I always wanted it to be Spider-Man. Um, I thought that would have really? been a lot of fun. Uh, you got to yeah, stop I watching that been a lot Spider-Man. Of fun. Man, really what do you want from me? It's, it's, it's a great show, but no, stop seriously. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the only question I would have, uh, but that, that doesn't take away from Christ. how great of a casting that is, Kanan. I just wouldn't know right now especially with them wanting to go into space going forward, where Taskmaster would fit in, uh, because they don't really have any, like, strictly street-based heroes. So it's like, who else besides Spider-Man in the Avengers would take on uh, Taskmaster? Maybe T'Challa? Maybe? Maybe? Well, he's an Avengers villain, so they can use him like he's, uh, what's his name, uh, 
crossbones. So. No, I agree yeah. with you. I, I'm just saying that they're talking about going to space going forward. Like, if this were previous, yeah, I'd be but like, yeah. Yeah, Go but ahead, it's I'm like sorry. they're going to space, but they're going – it's going to be like a cosmic universe. Like, the cosmic universe is going to be the, like a focus. So they'll have more cosmic universe characters like Nova and Surfer and all that. And Fantastic Four. Ooh, what about Nova? Know. Yeah, Nova too. That's not about it. That would be cool. Yeah. Would you I'd be fucking yep. down for that too. Dick Basically Rider. what yeah, we're I saying like is Jean Boyega can play whoever the fuck he wants to play. <laughs> yeah! <Basically. laughs> so, so far what we've accomplished on this show is Tom Hardy can play whoever he wants. Uh, he could play a cardboard box. John Boyega could play whatever he wants. And FX needs to apologize to, to Donald and get this Deadpool show happening. So that's he can write thing. whatever he wants. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we've covered so far. Um, but let's, You're let's welcome. move on because I, de- I definitely want to get this covered from uh, Joel and Kanan's uh, point of view um, before we uh-huh. run out of time. Uh, Ready Player One has come out uh, and has been pretty much dominating at the box office, if I am correct. I haven't checked lately, but I believe it, it's still dominating, right? Yeah, really nice holds for a second week. Yeah, so far. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. We got some planning uh, this week, though. Biggest Warner Brothers opening in China ever. China. Wow. Ever. $143 million for Warner Brothers in China. That's huge. Um I don't know the actual worldwide totals right now, but it was at four hundred million a couple of days ago. But yeah, man, it's it's doing really well. It made forty two well, million then, this Dane. weekend. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Dane. Um, so then I will go to Kanan and Joel. Kanan I'll, no, Joel, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna keep putting you second for someone to steal what you're gonna say. Um, <laughs> no, Joel, I'll go to you first. <laughs> I'll go Fuck to you, Joel. First. Um I will. <laughs> Don't be jelly, homie. Don't be jelly. Hostility here. <laughs> right, exactly. Jeez. Uh, I didn't mean to be against each other. Anyway, um, I'm going to go to you two guys because you've actually seen the movie. So, non spoiler, um, I want, Joel, uh, you first. Kind of tell me your, your thoughts on, on the whole movie. And is it something that everyone should go out and see? I'm going to say, hell yeah, go out and see this movie. And especially in theaters. Because this, to me at least, was a fun-ass ride. Like, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I didn't know how I was going to like it because it looked good. I was I was hyped. You heard, you heard me last week or the week before when we were out when we were together. Like, it was I was hyped that week. I wanted to see it, like, that opening weekend. We didn't get a chance to. But, like, I was so, like, psyched because of, the, like, what it could be, what, like, what Easter eggs were going to pop up. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to see. I've heard good things. Let me go check it out. I check it out. And it it pretty much lived up to the hype. I mean, it has its issues here and there. Um, but for me, it was like Spielberg like back. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. So it's like I got a whole bunch of play. Like I would love to like freeze frame like every time they were inside the fucking uh, oasis or whatever the hell it's called, just so I could like point out different characters from different things. Like there's a like they, there's like so many characters. It's ridiculous. Like and like. Like the beginning race, like the like when you see like there's a race that's going on. There's like so many iconic vehicles in the movie. There's like iconic everything. There's just so much nerd shit in this movie. And if you like video games, you'll probably love this movie. Like I'm not a big first person shooter guy. I just never have been. It's not my thing. But I know they appeal to that crowd a lot because it's pretty much an MMO first person shooter type thing. Uh, 
I really enjoyed the heck out of this movie. It had a really good story, good point, and I think they wrapped it up well. There's not a lot of stakes in it because, like, they're in a video game. They try to do that a little bit more towards the end of the movie where you kind of feel like they may maybe you have to be worried or whatever. But in the end, it, they're pretty much, it, you know, it's just a video game at the very end of it. But But the point is, it's a very good time. I enjoyed it a lot. Kanan, what the hell did you think about this movie? Well, let me let me ask you before I go into mine. Did you did you read the book uh, before you no. actually watched the movie? So you haven't read the okay okay. I haven't. No, I have not. Okay, that that that's fine. I mean, I, I just was wondering since this was you know based off a book. No, um, right. you know I, I saw the movie early and I sat through the entire movie and felt like a kid. It's one of the I felt yeah. I felt like I did watching. Uh, every time I watch Back to the Future, I feel like I'm five six years old. Uh, I just get giddy, man. I watch the movie over and over and over again. It's one of the few movies that, um, you know, that you know really do that. That made me just like feel like like a child again. And all the references, uh, the crowd at the movie theater was super into it, um, which is rare these days, you know, unless it's yeah. a big event film. And I know Ready Player One's not really an event type film. It's not like Infinity War or Star Wars and stuff like that. But the nose, but the crowd there. Was feeling it, man. These are people that are that are my age, uh, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, but they grew up um, on Back to the Future and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, when they see the DeLorean, man, everybody's clapping, everybody's like ooh and on. I mean, people are just you know going ape shit over this. But I love all the different references. It's not just age. There's nineties. There's today. Uh, yep. You know, it's for everybody. If you're a comic book fan, if you're a video game fan, if you love television, music. Oh yep. my gosh, the music in this movie was great. Yes, um, it was. If you're a movie, you know, movie television. Like I said, no matter what genre, no matter what form of media you're a fan of, this movie tackles it. You're if you go in this movie and you're bored or you just then I, then it's just not for you. I mean, don't even probably go back and even think about watching it. Yeah, if you get uh, bored watching this movie, oof. Yeah, because this movie is like one that you want to go and watch like 20 or 30 times because I read there's like almost 300,000 different characters hidden in this movie. Uh, That's ridiculous. So when you're watching <laughs> it the first time, you know, you're watching it. You're you're watching it for the story and, and you know, you want to see where it goes and everything. But the next time you watch it, you're going to be looking for – Everything that's hidden, you're going to be looking for. Oh my God, where's this character from? Or where's this? You're going to be wanting to. If you once you get it on video, you're going to want to pause every frame uh, mm-hmm. and check everything. So, dude, it's like a Where's Waldo movie, man. It's just, it's just so much fun. <laughs> it is. The yeah, acting, crazy. the acting in it is phenomenal. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, oh my God, that dude was born to play a villain. I mean, he's just yeah. He's 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 awesome. That's why I cannot wait to see him. And uh, he might be he might be the next phase is one of the best Marvel villains if they do him right uh, we've ever seen because he was a great villain in Rogue One he's a great villain in uh, uh, mm-hmm. he he wasn't that terrible of a villain even though he wasn't the main villain in The Dark Knight he still had a, a, a presence there and he was phenomenal in uh, Ready Player One uh, T J Miller yeah. who you don't actually see uh, was really yeah. awesome as his Avatar. Um, hysterical, but but uh, dude, I mean, just so many different references. Iron Giant, uh, Star Wars. Oh my there. god! If you're, uh, oh. I didn't see much Marvel characters because it's a Warner Brothers property. But there's a lot of DC right. people peppered in throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different from horror franchises. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm so giddy about this fucking movie. It's a, it's insane. It's a great movie. Right. If you haven't seen it yet, please go and, uh, right. and and check it out. I think you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it. See it in IMAX. Yeah. And at the, see it in IMAX. And see it in IMAX. Definitely watch it in IMAX. And there's definitely, it's not a spoiler because it's in the fucking trailers. So if you probably didn't notice it, but there's a fucking Gundam in this movie, and you gotta watch it just for the fucking Gundam in this movie. As long as that. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. You're talking about the theater going insane when that happened. When he mentioned it, everybody was like, oh, my. I mean, I felt like I was there was going to be, like, a bunch of anime fans running around in there just going crazy (laughs) because that came on screen. But, no, dude, I mean, it's a a great film. And, I mean, it lives up to the hype. I I was not disappointed at all. Uh, And I know the difference between the book and the movie. So if you're a if you're a hardcore book fan, yeah, that is what's my answer. But if you're a hardcore book fan, you may walk away a little bit disappointed. But just go into this movie and separate yourself from the two, and uh, I think you'll have a great time. By the way, I'm I'm really happy that you you shouted out Back to the Future uh, when the best trilogies of all time get brought up. That that trilogy does not get enough credit because it is phenomenal. One, two, and three. Yeah, I think it's because three. I think people feel like three is not yeah. that great, but three three has a lot of great moments. Uh, awesome. It, it you just have to go. Yeah, you just it's, have to go back it's and watch. It's my least favorite, but I like it. Mm. Yeah, same. My favorite is actually the second one. Um, but me too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just love it. I think it's great. But the first and second are definitely better than the third. But that's usually the case. The third's usually not the best. But as far as trilogies go, it definitely like at least the third one was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Yep, exactly. Well, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say, Joel and Kanan, we should see this movie, I guess, is what I got from everything you guys said. <laughs> I've been saying it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, and, it, I, and don't wait and don't wait and watch it out of the theaters. Like, man, if you really get the time, go and watch this movie in the theaters. You've got to experience yeah. it. It's... Uh, it's just that it's just that level of a film, you know, to me. I mean, and if you love those, me too. you know, those genres and stuff. I mean, even if you're born in the '90s or the 2000s, you're gonna find something that you yeah. love about this movie. So you know, just like, even Jawan can like it, and he was born like a year ago. So like, <laughs> it's like Jawan, you know, like, Oasis were real. Were real. Jawan's entire. Uh, world he would create would probably be like anime porn or something. That's all he'd be yeah. doing is unicorn ultimate spider out of their horn. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juwan's favorite part of Deadpool was like when when Deadpool's laying there with the blade in his head and the fucking unicorn walks out and all that shit. That's he loves it. That's right. I mean, I would like to think I'd build a world of Ben Affleck dressed as Batman, but sure, I mean, I guess that's the backup plan. Well, Batman's um, in this movie, so go watch it. He is? Well, you didn't need to sell me more, Kanan. I told you I thought you were going to go see it, but all right. That's the icing yeah, on the cake, I guess. Yeah, did you not um, see Batman? Spoiler warning, God! So pretty much what we got from Joel and Kanan was Ready Player One, is definitely a hit. Go see it. It's for not only, uh, according to Joel, the infants like myself, but it is also <laughs> for it's also for senior citizens like Joel. So go out and see <laughs> any age demographic. 
Um, go out and enjoy yep. yourself and go see Ready Especially Player One. Especially a young kid has no respect at all. <laughs> Ready Player One, that is still number one in the box office, so go check it out. All right, I want to get Juwan, to, get off your uh, lawn, dude. I know, two right? in the box uh, office. <laughs> I'm going to get um, – I want to skip around to uh, a specific topic because I wanted us to discuss this because it's a shame that this is even a news story because I think we all agree that it should have never been a topic of conversation um, for Disney to have. But let's kind of go into – Disney coming out and saying that nobody is going to replace Carrie Fisher as Leia in, what is it, episode nine? I, I don't know what number they're yeah. on now. I, 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 I stopped counting at, like, two. It got too hard for me. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> well, so, damn you were born yesterday, so. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the fact that I can even talk is just amazing. But, yeah. Um, so, again, the reason why – Disney had to pretty much come out and say that because there was a report going around that Meryl Streep could possibly replace um, Carrie Fisher as Leia in Episode Nine. Now, albeit, and Dan, you made great points on on that post of how great of an actress Meryl Streep is. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with acting ability. I think it has something more so to do with it's just not necessary. Uh, you can open Episode Nine with maybe Leia passed away from losing Luke, from losing Han, from completely losing her only child to the to the Sith, uh, or to the dark side rather, I'm sorry. Uh you could say she died of a weak heart. You could do that through you could do that through dialogue. You're gonna make her die like Amidala? She died of a broken heart. <laughs> no, dude. No, I'm not she saying die of old age. I'm saying know. I'm just yeah. saying you could do it. Th- well, she's not that old, Joel. You should know you're around well, that age. But anyway, um, well, you could. Just, I didn't want to bring it up, but she's not around either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could. Uh, what I'm saying is you can dismiss uh, her presence through dialogue. It does not have to physically be something you show us. Um, but Dan, I want to go to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on Disney um, coming out and making that statement? And do you even think it was necessary? Because we, I think we all felt like it was something that you didn't need to recast for. Yeah, I, I would say so. And, I mean, I was also reluctant on the concept when they said the Meryl Streep thing. Um, I definitely don't want that to happen. Um, but if any actress is going to do it and you're telling me that, like, someone has to, like Disney's forcing that concept, then I don't think Meryl Streep is, like, the worst idea. But I would not. There's, there's no reason to. There's no reason to recast her. Um, I think the best way to do it, personally, is just, like, you, like we said, like kind of write her off uh, from whatever. You, know, you can tell the tale of her maybe sacrificing herself for something, or, or maybe there's some memorial service that, that Leia did um, you know, throughout the course of, of the break between movies. So... You can do something like that. I think that's a lot more tasteful and a better way to uh, give respect to the, both the character and the actress playing her. You don't really need to recast her. That, that's that's uh, very unnecessary. Um, I just I, I wouldn't want to see anyone else play any of them. And I know that we're not done with Luke. I'm pretty sure, uh, well, at least I'm I'm assuming we're going to see him as a Force ghost in something in the next sure. movie. Um 
But, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see anyone else play uh, Carrie Fisher's role of, of Princess Leia. She is Princess Leia. And uh, um, it sucks that Disney even have to say anything, but then again, there were so many rumors. I don't blame them for addressing it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I will say, again, I'll forever hate Ryan Johnson for killing off Luke Skywalker. He shouldn't have to be a force <laughs> ghost in this last one. He should be like his, his human body should still be, be there. It, it, it's ridiculous. I, I hate that guy for that. Uh, good movie, but that I hate that guy for. Um, uh, Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on Disney having to come out and pretty much squash these rumors? And do you agree that recasting is something that they should not do? Joel, what are your thoughts on Disney coming out and squashing these rumors? And do you think that's something that they should have to do? Uh, let's go with Nick first, and then we'll go move on to me. Okay, fair enough. Just wanted to check. Um, no, I, I completely agree with Dane. Um, and usually I'm not a fan of uh, when you open up uh, like segments with, you know, uh, I'm sure everyone agrees with me on this, but yes, if if anyone on this panel doesn't agree with you on this, you're fucking wrong. Like you're just totally wrong. Nobody else should be Princess Leia. Like that is Carrie Fisher. Um, I I kind of agree with Dane. I mean, I feel like it, the the fortuitous thing um, with this. With, I hate to say it that way, but with the situation is that you know I don't think I don't think two uh, the, the second film in in this second trilogy is going to go right into the third one the way the Force Awakens went right into the, the Last Jedi. Um, so it makes sense. There's time that's going to pass between these two films within the within the galaxy. Um, so it, I mean, it, you can just you could literally just like open it up with, like Dan said, like a memorial or her funeral or, or you know whatever, um, and and you know work it in that way. So you can you can still feel the impact of her loss um, with the characters, um, but you you know it, it, I think that that lends itself more to what fans would want to see um, and, and, and would have more impact than bringing on any other actress, uh, regardless of how talented they are, to, to try to recapture that role. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And before I go any further, Joel, what's your response <laughs> to, um, yeah, to, well, uh, to I don't to think the anybody's response. Out? is going to be any real, really any different. I, I have no need in the world to see anybody over, uh, take over for Carrie Fisher as Leia at all. Uh, I don't need, I don't see the, I don't see it necessary. I like the way last Jedi ended for me left it, uh, just enough where that you could, uh, start the next one off, uh, maybe a couple of years down, maybe five or something like that. And she's dead already. Or maybe they open one of a, a memorial, like you guys are saying, a funeral or something. Um, and, and go from there. Cause, She's pretty old in this movie to start. So, like, to go on to the next one, like, if she passes off off screen, I think we all understand. I don't think anybody's going to really complain uh, that she's not going to be around because for obvious reasons. So I'm with everyone. I think no way that should they recast her, especially at the, like, in the last movie. They just can't, it, just, it doesn't feel right to me. So I, I just, they just shouldn't do it. They, and they, they really – should just go in the, the the route we've been discussing, and I think that's where they're gonna go. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, what JJ and, does, and no CGI Tarkin. Like I'm glad they came out and said that too. Like they're not gonna CGI her. <laughs> yeah, like because really. that yeah. was the fucking weirdest shit, and that was the probably the thing I hated most about awkward. Rogue One was yeah that he was looked like awkward. a video game character. Right. 
Yes, that's a good point. Uh, Kanan. I was more open to that, though. <laughs> I actually yeah, didn't mind I Tarkin so much. And I, and I appreciate what Disney did with Tarkin. But have you watched him in 4K, Kanan? <laughs> oh no, God, I'm just man. saying, after watching the shit show of what WB did with uh, Superman's face, uh, I thought Tarkin right. was a breath of fresh air. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't mind it so much. <laughs> I felt the opposite. Like, I was like, hey, man, that mustache, like, people are giving that mustache way too much hell. Like, do you remember what Tarkin looked like? Um, but anyway, in the, in the video, in the video, the uh, the camera phone video, it was terrible. It almost looked yeah, it was almost really like they bad. Yeah. Used not a good way to start like they, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I almost looked yeah, like they should have used uh, the Snapchat filter where the face is real big <laughs> and wide and the eyes. That would have been better. If they started the movie oh, off the comedy like that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, why would fans even, I mean, why are we even having to discuss this? Like, you know, you're going to, you cannot replace somebody that is that character. This was like the stupidest shit I ever heard. And if Disney, and I know Disney would have never entertained it. I don't know why there was even anything brought up about it. Uh, you know, Meryl Streep is a great actress, but, you know, She's not going to come in and, and finish something that Carrie Fisher started. Carrie Fisher died. It's not like she planned it. It was unfortunate. Uh, life happens. But, you know, this isn't like uh, Harry Potter where, you know, you've got eight more movies to make and you have to uh, replace Dumbledore. You know, this can easily <laughs> be remedied. Um, Carrie Fisher could go into hiding. I mean, they could do anything. Uh, nah, just it's so disrespectful. I cannot even believe that uh, that was even entertained. So I'm glad Disney came out and squashed that. I'm so happy that Abrams is back um, because I wasn't really a huge fan of uh, The Force Awakens, but after watching that disaster of The Last Jedi, I'm so glad that he's coming back. Jesus. And I'm hoping that he can save the uh, save the uh, the trilogy because man, I just you know I don't know, but. I, I do hate that Carrie won't get to see it finished out because I think she was going to be the one to, uh, you know, to carry on, you know, to kind of be the, the last one there since, you know, they killed off Fine and uh, apparently mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson hates Mark Hamill uh, and had to write him <laughs> off. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I just like to say it's just, it's just <laughs> mind-boggling that we're even having to talk about this because that shit was never going to happen. So so let me let me just get this straight. You thought The Last Jedi was a disaster movie. I thought it was freaking abysmal, dude, and I don't ever care to watch it again. I thought it had some good moments, but they're going to but they totally shit on every fan when it came to uh raise parenting, Theory. which I can guarantee you <laughs> that uh that I can guarantee you that Abrams is going to fix because there are so many actors yeah. that came out and said that when Abrams, Abrams pretty much had the entire trilogy planned out, that Ray had a purpose, Ray had parents, and Ryan was like, ha ha, fuck that, I'm not throwing that shit in there, I'm going to do what I want to, I'm going to fuck this whole movie up, and I'm going to piss <laughs> off in a generation, yeah. an entire generation. That was definitely of what he was saying as he was editing. Yeah, but wait, wait, hold on, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold Hold on. No, 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 wait a minute. You have diehard prequel haters saying that the prequels are better than The Last Crazy. Jedi? But Kane, <laughs> oh, my what, God. What I'm trying to say is, what, what to say is you can't poke boys. I, I understand. I understand if you didn't if you didn't care for the movie. That that that's completely uh you know, that's completely fine. 
but we can't right. <laughs> we can't ridicule Ryan Johnson for not giving you guys the theories that you created yourself. He never came Thank out you. and said that these theories were going to happen. We imagined them. I mean, there was nothing well, we about hope. The Force Awakens. There was nothing about The Force Awakens that said that her parents were someone that we knew. There was nothing like, no, that was said anything no, remotely that's not what I'm to saying. That. I'm saying Simon Pegg came out and said that Abrams had a plan for all three movies. And right. So Abrams let me ask you this. Had, let me that, ask you this. That was not followed. Abrams also came out and said he loved Ryan Johnson's script. So, oh, right, but of course he out. did. I, but hold on. My question to you, Kanan, is <laughs> if Simon Pegg said that, my question is who directed The Last Jedi? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, right? So he doesn't have to follow what J.J. Abrams wanted to do. Just like I'm sure Colin Trevorrow's uh, version of Episode Nine would have drastically been different than what The Last Jedi was. So that that's the point. You don't have the same director. It's supposed to be different than the last one uh, because you have a different vision with a different director. Now, again, I was upset that Luke died. I'm with you on that, but I'm not going to call it uh, an abysmal movie. I mean, like the movie was uh, hey, good. If you, if you, if, hey, if y'all enjoyed it, that's fine. You're, you're, you're just stupid. But uh, all right, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, oh. time out. Time out. Oh, oh, the guy who just said time Ready out. Player One is a cinematic masterpiece, and The Last Jedi is is garbage. Is calling me stupid. Okay. Time out. But hold on. This is Ready Player One is, is a cinematic masterpiece, and it's done by one of the greatest directors of all time. Hey, no argument, on, so. no argument on one of the greatest directors of all time. He's just shy of Stanley Kubrick, but I like, uh, and I haven't seen it yet. But I, I find I, I'm hard pressed to find that it's going to be better than Last Jedi. Let me say this, Dane. Um, let that. me ask you this, Dane. Yeah, we discussed this. We discussed this yesterday, and I want to hear this from you, Dane. Uh, before I go to you, Joel and Nick. Yesterday, Dane Kanan told me that Superman Returns is better. Than Thor: The Dark World. Do you agree? On that? <laughs> no. Ooh. I mean, Thor: The Dark no. World is probably Dane. the worst Where's MCU Dane movie, but but I want to I want to know what Dane thinks. Here, what do okay. you think? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Superman Returns is a good sci-fi concept. You know, the whole. Uh, no, it's not. It's a boring ass fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> he, he fights. He, fight, he fights an airplane in it. Um, and a giant <laughs> iceberg made a part of kryptonite. So kryptonite, at least yeah, some the dark world, uh, at least Thor's dark world had like this this blend of sci-fi of, of of Star Wars mixed with Lord of the Rings that they just couldn't get quite right and had a lot of good things going for it. This was trying to be the third movie for the Superman films and erasing everything else, and it ended up being extremely boring with creepy Superman checking out Lois Lane when she got married and moved on from him and had a kid that was his, and then he was in it also, and that was also pretty fucking horrible. So, no, no, I, I, can't, I can't personally agree with that. No, I, I actually like The Last Jedi. And to be honest with you, I thought, I thought uh, Rogue One was pretty good. I thought it was enjoyable, but I didn't have a lot of investment in the characters themselves. Uh, I thought um, uh, the first, what was the first one called? Uh, Force Awakens, I thought Force that was good, good too. But there are too many similarities for me. Uh, for the, I think they went back to the well a little bit too much. So if you ask me, I didn't like the prequels. I liked the third one uh, a little bit. Revenge of the Sith. 
Yeah. That's the only one to me that has some redeeming qualities to it as far as the film that I'd want to go back and see again. But uh, this is, to me, The Last Jedi was the best Star Wars film, the most creative since Return. So I, I guess a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that, but I thought what they did was they didn't do exactly what fans wanted, and that's something that a lot yeah. of fans feel like DC, Marvel need to do, and they don't need to do. They need to be more creative, so I kind of tend to disagree. I think it's better than The Force Awakens, but that's, you know, my, my opinion. I think it's the best since right. Empire. Yeah. I, I mean, the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> crazy Whoa, crazy thing is, crazy thing is, to me, <laughs> the last Jedi, the last Jedi to me is, it's definitely its own thing. To where he wanted to be very creative, he wanted to think outside right. of the box, and the thing is, he did all of those things, and it worked. It, it's different from a director who's trying to do things outside of the box, be super creative, go outside of the realm, and it's bad. So, I mean, Ryan Johnson, did he take a few liberties that I wasn't a thousand percent okay with? Sure. But by yeah. no means do I think that that movie was, it, it wasn't bad. Like, <laughs> Superman Returns Canaan is bad. The last thing that I, <laughs> might first not all, be first enjoyable. All, the whole Superman Returns thing is so out of context because when we were talking about Marvel films, you kept bringing up Superman Returns, and I even told you I don't even like that movie, but you kept bringing no, it up you, as a comparison. No, you told me you told me that you thought him saving the plane was a way better scene than anything in Thor The Dark World. And I, again, yeah, had to disagree with Thor you. Is it, it wasn't all terrible. that cool. It wasn't all that good. It was not all that good. Visually, it was probably the best scene in the movie, movie. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but you're the one bringing up Superman Returns, dude. I, don't even, I didn't even understand why you were bringing that up. I mean, I don't yeah, care about Superman Returns. I, do not, I mean, I don't even watch it. I mean, there's Great no question. doubt about it that, you know, so. Is it better? Go ahead, Nick. Is it better than Last Jedi? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I'm not going to ask that I, because, no, Cannon, you, don't like, Super, you don't like Super, you don't like Superman Returns. Um, two, well, two things, real quick. Uh, I get if, if you didn't get what you wanted out of The Last Jedi and so you don't like it, I don't get anyone calling it a bad movie. It's, cinematically speaking, it is a good film. You might not have got what you wanted. You didn't get the, 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 the characters didn't go where you thought they should go. I get that. I totally, totally get that. Um, but calling it a bad movie, I think, is, is um, it, it's, it's uh, disingenuous uh, because it's, it's a well-made film. Um, but also, uh, Kanan, Batman vs. Superman or The Last Jedi? Which is better? Uh, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition? <laughs> is okay. That definitely better. wasn't... That wasn't on the menu, but that was really slick how you did There's that. There's only one version of the movie that came out, and that's the Ultimate Edition. So, I mean, no, you yeah. count the one that came out in theaters. The you count the cut. one that came out in theaters. And I still like Batman v Superman better. I will say this. Wow. I, right. I think I think the Martha moment is is probably like on par with the with the milk the green milk moment. Like those were both like what yeah. the fuck is going on? Um, so I'm yeah. entertaining that in, in the least. Or, like if you're gonna bring up Martha, you gotta bring up the green milk. <laughs> or the Harry Potter casino scenes with fucking Ray. Uh, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, Not, yeah, that was. <clears throat> that was an interesting <laughs> was direction. Honestly, the milk scene didn't bother me because it didn't like. Uh, it, it was weird, but it wasn't like. It, it, but that, that, yeah, the casino stuff is like that. That, that is Save the, the silver kind of fox thingies that, that are horses, sort of. <laughs> they the little yeah. slave children. 
They're fine. <laughs> I I told um I told Joel the biggest issue uh biggest issues I had from the last Jedi was um Leia kind of like floating in 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 space and I guess like no, I don't get yeah. in the Why force to get back you? to the <laughs> I don't either. Um, I don't. It didn't bother me. Like I, well, I thought it was weird, it but it didn't bother me. She mm, did look like Mary Poppins. Like, I didn't like. She did, but who cares? Yeah, I, I didn't agree. like that. I didn't like uh, Luke dying, and I didn't like that it seemed Harry like Snoke. And I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like no that Snoke that. died. Sorry, Jawan, go ahead. No, you're, you're okay. I was, I was just going to say the last thing was I didn't like that, that Snoke died. I, I was kind of hoping to see more from oh, Snoke. But that didn't that didn't take yeah. away from uh, me liking the movie. I just wanted to see, like, I guess speaking of theories that we wanted to see happen, I kind of wanted Snoke to be, um, uh, what was that guy? Yeah, Lord Plague, Plague, that's, yeah. That's what it Darth was. Plague, yeah. 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 So that was my biggest issue with how things didn't go down. Um, but we have like yeah. five minutes, so very quickly, um, <laughs> what, uh, I'll go to you next yeah. since you did all the topics. What topic did you want to go over last? In his last five minutes? Gosh, I don't even remember what the hell was on there, so you picked. <laughs> oh, well, then I will pick. Um, we'll talk about Into the Badlands Season 2 trailer uh, well, that yeah, released from the upcoming that. season. Um, so very quickly, I'm going to go around to everyone. You just give your quick opinions uh, so then we can close out. Um, Joel, did you see Into the Badlands Season 2 trailer? No, I did not. All right, <laughs> you suck. Um, Kevin, did you see Into the Badlands Season 2 trailer? I never watched uh, Into the Badlands. No, I did not. <laughs> All right, you suck too. Dane, please say yes. I watched the first season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you suck right. just a little bit less, though. So, it's awesome. I just have oh, a wait. Time out. Nick, you know what I just realized? What? It's not Into the Badlands season two. It's season three. Yeah, season three trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that yeah, either. I read it, and I was, I read it, and I was like, I definitely saw season two in full. So seeing the trailer would have been like, wait, what? I saw the full season. Um, so Nick, what what are your thoughts on season three trailer? I okay. First of all, I, I just just watched the show. Like I just picked it up. It's on Netflix. All of you guys should definitely watch it. It's amazing. Um, I will first season. It. First season is like six episodes, so you can watch that and like. Five hours because they're like forty-five minutes, um, so it's not Ooh, a huge commitment. Second season, second season is ten episodes, so they expand it. Um, it's it's a phenomenal show. It's got some of the best choreography. Like like if you like kung fu, watch it because it is amazing. Um, like it kind of reminds me if y'all have seen Boon Raku uh, with Josh Hartnett and uh, Ron Perlman. Um, very similar in its plot, not similar in the way it's shot, but in the plot as far as. You know, they they take all the guns, all the guns are gone, and you have these people who, like, are masters at, like, sword fighting and, and different, uh, like, hand-to-hand combat weapons. Um, all the characters are amazing, and as far as the, the Season 3 trailer, it dude, it got me so hyped. Like, uh, seeing, obviously, there's a, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's a new character who comes into play, and he's got some fierce motherfuckers behind him, and... Man, like it just looks like it's gonna be amazing, uh, and I love the fact too that Nick Frost is in it. He uh, comes in in season two, and he is so awesome. Uh, and 
it's cool to see Nick Frost be a badass. Like, you know, like be like somebody who can kick ass because he always plays like the bumbling, you know, idiot and all the Simon Pegg, you know, movies that they right. do. Um, and it's just cool to see him be like a, a just super awesome, like badass. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And uh, honestly, I, I can't wait for season three. I'm so hyped. Poor Sonny. That guy just loses everywhere he goes. Um, but <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Stay tuned. We have interviews with Robin Lord Taylor coming up, interviews with Joe Morton coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And everyone go out and enjoy WrestleMania tonight, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. Well, not same time, five next week, because I don't think there's a WrestleMania next week. But you guys know what I'm saying. So until next week, guys, peace. 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 Peace.